0: Um, hi, I'm, this is Angela. Is anyone else on the call?
1: Hi, Angela. This is Rich and Karen on the call.
2: Okay, great. So I've started the recording, um, and uh, I don't, you know, I open up if anyone else would like to pray in or. I'm <laughs> happy to do it. Uh,
0: let's
1: see. Pray in. We can do that, Andrew. Anyway. That's okay. Okay, great. <clears throat> dear God, dear Holy Spirit, we come together, uh, as few as there may be. And to follow your uh message where one or more gathered, I'm there. So uh we're thankful and so grateful today to have this spot to join uh together in, with those that are on this call, and those that may listen to it later, and those that may never listen to the call, but we are connected with an invisible. Uh, we're thankful for this uh, beautiful environment we have. We're here in Park City, looking at the snow falling. It's a beautiful scene. Grateful for uh, Jennifer and for the guidance that we have to uh, to be together and to share our miracles and to share our. Uh, our challenges, and to help each other in any way that we can, and to send our love and out in our learning and our light out to all those around us, no matter where they might be, no matter what the situation is. We come with gratitude and with an open heart and an open mind to be present uh, to each other and to listen for God's guidance as we proceed uh, through our call today. Um, and in grace and gratitude, we'll let
0: it be. Amen. Amen. You're on here. Oh, I did not dial in.
1: Oh, you're on here. I was going to say something. Say, hello, Angela.
2: <laughs> Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning.
3: This is Karen.
2: Hi, I'm going to
0: dial in on a separate phone. Okay.
4: Five one zero. It's right
1: here. Hang on, Angela, we're just trying to get the right number for yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Hey, listen, uh, I'm curious, how did the thing work out with your guy over in Africa?
2: Um, we are waiting. He um, was instructed to come back. That will be on Monday.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So we're just waiting. We're just um, proceeding with um, patience and He had some more time to prepare and, um, you know, I'm smiling because he's just kind of so cute about (laughs) going in there confidently and it does feel a little bit like, not like a boxing match, but it feels just like something like we're getting all pumped up for, you know, and so he had a few more days to get pumped up and he seemed (laughs) more confident and You know, he had to go get um, an immunization shot and said that the doctor Mm -hmm. was even asking questions and that, like, everyone's prepping him. It's like he's getting help. And, you know, so we just remain uh, open to that, what's going to happen.
1: You know, we had a little empathy with that because both our daughters married non-USA citizens (gasps) And so they were both in this country, but... uh, Mm -hmm. My, my, our Boston daughter, uh, married a a Filipino who was going to school here, and they had to go through that whole thing about bringing in shared, uh, expense, you know, all that yep. sort of data to pr- prove that it was a real relationship. Yep. It Our other daughter, who married an English guy, much easier. I don't know. I think there's some, uh, uh, particular bias
4: in certain yep. nationalities. Yeah, definitely. Know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know. when David would then travel. David has a, traveling on a British passport; he never got challenged. Jason, my other son, a lot of cha- traveling on a Filipino passport got challenged yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so that's has been through that. Uh, Jason's an American citizen, the U.S. citizen now. So. Okay. So uh, anyhow, I, I remember when they were going through that quite a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll, it'll go right.
3: Yeah.
0: It I feels also good. want to tell you, mm-hmm.
1: pardon? No, I it feels you,
2: okay, I was saying. It just doesn't feel yeah. really blocked right now, but we just feel like we have to play the game patiently.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: That's
1: right. That's right. Uh, I was also going to tell you I really appreciated your your post this week about the sneakiness because that's mm-hmm. the issue that I go through at uh, and it has been liberating really to try to be more like, I want to do this, I'm going to watch a TV show, or I'm going to have something to yep. I'm yeah. just gonna gonna do it, and uh, it's interesting the dynamic the Karen and I play out because of our family's origin history mm-hmm. on that. So um, uh, it was good to hear somebody else talk about that, and I love what Jennifer did. I was not on the the call, the three call, but I was where she was able to say to uh, Barbara, you know, who was talking about. Some particular things. Who else has that? And everybody on the mm-hmm. call said, "Yeah, I have that too." So it's like the sense that we're all really going through all these things together and and looking for um, ways to release and to be just who we are. You know. So.
2: Yeah.
1: It's so, so very nice to be able to hear other people hear other people share about it and so forth. <laughs>
2: Agreed, and Peter. So, like, you know, Peter shared with me um, the similarly, and shared a story, and I was just laughing because once we can just get over the guilt of it, yeah. then it's funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It is, especially when you think about in in my case, 70 years old and still doing that. I mean, it's,
4: yeah, it's
1: like really, really, <laughs> you really know that at 70 years old. Come on, yeah. So it's been. It's been better. We're up here in our in our at Karen's sisters family in Park City. We've been here for a week and a half now and it's it's interesting when you mix all the different and, and our New York daughter and her family are here and so when you get all these family dynamics going, it's an interesting thing at best. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, it's worked out pretty well though. My daughter has really gotten sick, so it's kinda to deal with that issue. They were supposed to go back to New York last night, but they couldn't. So they had to she just to stick with bronchitis to go. So mm. they get an the extra few days and my six-year-old, uh, our six-year-old grandson thought it was just fabulous because he's enjoying the skiing and Aww. so much. He said, oh, this is great. Well, not that mommy's <laughs> sick, but <though. Aww. laughs> we to stay in four more days. <laughs> oh, so, okay.
4: I'm on the call, you guys. I came in when Rich was praying, but it sounds this is Kazi. It sounds like there's only three of, three of us. Four of us. Oh no, I'm here, Kazi. Four of us. Is that right? <laughs> it's a very small call. Yes, no, <laughs>
1: This is Karen.
4: Yes. Hey. So Karen and I
1: are in the same room, but on different telephones. <laughs> That's
4: interesting, because you can't put it on speakerphone or something, huh?
1: <laughs> well, we can, but she likes to wander around. I think so. He's wandering around the house with the elephant, and I'm laying on the bed.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. Now she has come back in the room here, so,
0: yeah. But I think, Bojana, are you with us, Bojana? I see her logged in. She's on mute then, huh? Maybe. I, I am yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> you are. Hello. Hello. Hi, Bob. Well, I'd like to share about how powerful
5: and meaningful it was for me yesterday when I was out. And uh, when we've got all these family dynamics going on here and these opportunities for practice, I was able to go out and uh, tune in to um, the um, class this week that I hadn't been able to listen to and how uplifted I felt uh, just as I went through that, and uh, I felt connected, even though, uh, you know, when we talk about no space and time, I thought, well, there really is no space and time. I was a part of that class uh, yesterday, and uh, uh, it just um, uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, feel safe and to open my heart and to remember what it is that we're here for, and I cannot tell you how much you all mean to me. Uh, as a support system and as a uh kind of a a uh, ongoing um reminder of oneness and um it was just very meaningful and I came home wanting to communicate, so I sent everybody love tugs, <laughs> which is you know in the invisible and um uh and it was um said to Rich that um, sometimes when we're with family, I feel like my spirituality goes into the closet because it's not a part of the conversation the way it can be with all of you. And um, that I had to remember, I think the first miracle that I had last weekend when we got here was I started feeling um, just a lot of ego identification, felt a lot of separation and so on. And then I remembered that the only level at which that can occur is at the level of the mind, and what I was truly separated from was my spiritual self and my connection with the oneness, and so I was like, oh, yes, i that's with me now and here and in this moment and moment by moment, and uh, once I activated it, it was as if, you know, it's sometimes it's as if when I pack my bag and get on the plane and go somewhere, I leave it at home, and then I have to remember, oh, no, it's packed right here with me. It goes with me wherever I go. And I have to activate it in a different situation. And uh, once that happened, then um, things became much more harmonious for me. Although, the, you know, like every time we are with family, it seems to um, activate a lot of healing. And uh, so things come up. And uh, fortunately, we've moved through all of them, I think, pretty well. And I have to keep telling myself that uh, I need, I am the change I want to see in the world. So um, I think that uh, I am getting a clearer understanding of when I am in an ego and when I am self. And I was going to ask the group here because um, the words escaped me in the class this week. Jennifer said the five words to be aware of that you know is ego identification, want, need, should, and then I can't remember the other two. Does anybody
6: remember...
4: I think, well, um, Richard Bojena or Angela can chime in, but I thought one of them was want. Yeah,
5: yeah. want, need, and should.
4: Want, need, and ch- Oh, you said one, I'm sorry, so you want the other yeah. two? Okay, just a second here. I did. I took a note on that, so let me Okay. pull my notes up. I know I'm not supposed to be taking notes, but <laughs> I write down what I have, and I think that was one of the things that struck me,
0: so let me see.
6: Could is one of
0: is one of the others. What was sorry, that? Pochana? Could. 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 Hmm. Okay. I, see. I guess you're
4: going to have to listen to it again.
0: Okay. You know, I'll look forward I, to no, that.
4: No, no, I'm looking. I'm still looking.
0: I'm teasing you. We could add
2: supposed to. <laughs>
0: okay. all right. Well, I don't know if
5: it had to do with lack and limitation, and then she added on need, want, and should. Um, but I have a I have a topic that I've been itching to talk with you all about, and so I'm going to pitch it and see if anybody else is interested in this. Um, I in um, a recent uh, phone call, we I was talking with uh someone about um the issues of technology in our life and how um like when we're here and we're with family and we're we finally get the kids down, and the adults are sitting around, and everyone is focused on their phone, <laughs> and how um that or um just um issues with technology, not being able to get something on my phone um, uh being, being aware of how I can give away my peace to technology over and over again. Um, and I wondered if anybody else shared that issue and
0: uh, uh, how that was impacting them. Well, this is Kazi. And I was thinking, well, no, but I'm, then I'm laughing at myself because two days
4: ago I got a new iPhone, and I'm telling you that's been the most distracting thing because it's not working how I want it to at all. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm like going, well, and it's not working at all, and it's just been like I'm just totally aware, like, I would go back two days, and I would just not get it. And so usually <laughs> usually I'm very good and disciplined at what I'm going to be um using technology or not and so it doesn't really act as a distractor but this really has but what when you were talking I've been uh, reminded many times especially over the last year and I think it's happened on a couple calls here recently with Jennifer how she's just flow so gracefully with when the technology is not working and she just says oh we have you know like she's totally walking the talk. but I mean it's just a great role model for me like oh well okay so, we love technology. It's she, you know, and that's how she has this real lightheartedness. And I mean, like she had computer problems many times last year and I remember her just um really being light about it and really the same thing, you know, like it's the divine alarm clock going off. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you bringing it up because for me it clearly is a divine alarm clock going off about this phone. I'm actually thinking of taking it back. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, I think the one thing that has been helpful for me is to think about the positive uses of it, which is to be connected with you all. Uh and um to make manifest in this illusion um our voices and our words and our support and um you know, I think it's like like anything in the illusion when when properly used it uh it enhances our our experience and it connects and then it can also be used to distract and to self-medicate and to separate. And uh, so it's it's an ongoing kind of thing. It's, it's just an interesting, it's just one of those things that um, it's so ubiquitous that I think that I've slid into um, just now growing in my awareness of the impact it has when everyone is carrying around their phone and checking it frequently and doing this or that on their phone and, uh it's it's really had a major shift in our culture uh walking through airports and everybody's got their head down and sitting in waiting rooms uh it's just it's a i don't know and i, I i'm sure i'm projecting separation on it and i want to um release that idea and because then i lose my peace because i'm in judgment
0: i want to be grateful for um for, well, first of all, I have
5: to be aware that what I see has all the meaning that I give it. So that's the very first thing. So I get a lot of practice with that every day. And just wanted to bring that up because uh, I'm sure other people are experiencing technology and all of its myriad functions for them, too. Uh, When you talked about Jennifer sharing and walking the talk, I remember when she was in England and she talked about locking her keys in the trunk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just loved that story because she just had one kind of bump after another, and she did walk the talk and laugh her way through it and, uh, of course, met somebody wonderful who gave her a ride. And uh, and I think, you know, it is her willingness to... um, go out on the line and, and walk the talk and then share it with us. That encourages me over and over and over
0: yeah. again.
1: True. Hey, thank you, uh, This is a technology story that happened to me yesterday. I wasn't going to share it, but it seems to come in. I, I was going out to take a, a longer run, and I went to get my phone so I could listen to this, Jennifer's class. And, uh, and I I had plugged it in to charge it, and I noticed that somehow the... It had come loose, and it hadn't charged at all, so it had almost no charge on it. So I thought, oh, that's that's not good. I want to listen to this uh, cl- this class while I'm running. So I plugged it back in, made sure it was there, and I went and got ready to run. I came back. It was at 13%. Uh, so I thought, wow, that's probably not enough for this long run, but I'll just listen to what I can. So I went out, and I listened to the end of the of the class three, or ML3 class, and then uh, I was about halfway done with the run, which is going to be about an hour or so. and then. You know, I switched to a different class, and I listened to that. (laughs) And I got done, and I thought, well, this is great. I I had enough power to listen to the class. And I took my phone, out and looked at it, and looked up in the corner where it tells what percent is there, and it's still at 13%. So I thought it was a miracle. You know, your spiritual practice doesn't really take energy any energy at all. You know, (laughs) it's still at 13%. So Mm -hmm. that was my technology story.
6: <clears throat> That's cool, I like that. Yeah. One of the things I've done is to engage Archangel Michael who helps with all matters technology.
0: And um usually it works. You just have to be really focused On seeing
6: the end result, invoking the assistance, seeing exactly what you want, and then letting it go completely. The last part with which I I I need more practice is I'm I'm control-oriented. I used to be, correction, I used to be very control-oriented in my mind. And so letting go of it completely <clears throat> and then come come back to it and it's right there. The other thing is in, in response to Karen's observation, uh, when you see people on, on their phones, what's the feeling that arises when you see that?
4: Oh, you're asking me a question?
0: Yeah. What is the, what's the what feeling? What is the feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. The feeling uh, is um, one of separation.
6: Then ask you if, if it's you know, if it's something like, uh, how could they? They shouldn't be doing that. How inconsiderate! Uh, don't they care about anybody else? When you bring that home, I love your you turn. I have made that my own and and shared it with others. And then I bring that home and I say, well, where am I being inconsiderate? Where am I not fully giving, giving my full attention to people around me or to my spirit? Not always about others. It's often about ourselves. Where am I ignoring my own spirit? Where am I not present? And mm-hmm. then it becomes something completely different. I'm never upset for the reason I think.
0: How true is that? Mm-hmm. just a catalyst to a look And if we hang that right Yui, inevitably there is something there. I've been aware with my Hi own guys. Hotel. It's Alison, I just wanted to say hi.
3: Hello. Allison. Morning, Allison. Hey, hey. It's snowing here in Colorado. Everybody wants to know.
6: You're <laughs> in Park City as well. It's going yeah. to be snowing in New York too shortly. It's <laughs> frigid. we
0: a <laughs> A number of classes
5: ago, Jennifer asked... Uh, for people to spend one day asking themselves, why am I doing this with everything that they did? Or at least that's what I remember. And so back to the technology thing, when I find myself um, going to my phone for whatever reason, I've been asking myself, what is my motivation for doing this? Or what is my motivation for doing other things and trying to equalize it and ask, what is my motivation for everything? Is it to distract and self-medicate and, um, or is it, what? what is my motivation? And um, I think it's, that's been very, very helpful to me because then uh, in my phone call with Kazi last week, she was reminding me of the importance of saying my contract. And so often I will, before I pick up my phone, say my contract. Or when I am having a reaction um, to other people using theirs, I say my contract, and it's, it's been very helpful because I think that once I say my contract is the most calming thing I can do, partnering up is the cal- most calming thing I can do, and it is growing in its, um, in my, what's growing is my willingness to partner up
0: more often than to. Distract and um, go to other means of of calming myself. So uh, I have a habit of
5: liking to wipe the kitchen counters. (laughs) And that's a very calming thing for me. (laughs) There's nothing like being around my sister who does them twice as often as I do (laughs) to realize that we both learned that as a calming activity. What I'm wanting to do now
0: is to replace these. Uh, activities with the more important
5: and more sustaining calming, which is to turn within and partner with my
4: higher Holy Spirit self and to save my contract.
6: That is so inspirational to me because after all this time, I still have not written down a contract. I can enumerate any number of things, and I've been doing it in my mind lately. But thank you for that, because that maybe that'll be the uh, nudge in the in the rear end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
5: yeah, the contract seems to be kind of an obstacle course for <laughs> most of us, I think and i think you know it's such a wonderful activity uh and i love that um for me it's a it's a dynamic uh piece yeah. because um having memorized it then i can change it and it it requires me to be more mindful about what it is I'm actually saying. And I know it's easy when I memorize things to just get kind of ritualistic about it, but not with the contract. Because when I stop and think, what is my aspiration today? And I was moved by Jennifer saying, be in the Christ consciousness. I liked that very much, and that resonated for me. Um, And to feel, how do I want to feel? I want to feel peaceful joyful, happy, loving, harmonious, kind, generous, um, uh, abundant. And so those those just those keywords, aspiration, intention, and goal become the springboard really for um a dynamic contract which is not limited in written form. I mean, I've written it, but um as Kazi knows, you know, I I deviate from it and add on and mm. <laughs> and uh her her support in reminding me the importance of saying it over and over and having that as a tool um, has been incredibly beneficial for me this week. Um, each one of you in your own way, um, Angela's sharing about the, the sneakiness and uh, um, each one of these, it, it just is so helpful. And the um, commitment that you all have to walk the talk and share our foibles with each other and, and our mistakes and to get up and recover and go on, it just lifts me beyond anything. And
0: and I
5: Sharing yesterday with Anna Marie um, uh, that uh, part of my contract is I will always move smoothly, easily, and effortlessly as I grow in my awareness of living in the flow of divine love. And I'll tell you, for me, kinesthetically, when I am moving smoothly, easily, and effortlessly, all resistance just melts away. And I can feel in my body when I am moving through resistance. And when my heart begins to close and when I say in my contract um, that I will move smoothly, easily, and effortlessly, I can feel my body relax, my heart open up, and be back in the flow of divine love. And that is extremely powerful for me. And I'm so I'm really grateful that uh, we have this uh, contract, this living document to remind
0: us of who we are and what we're here to do. You know, I have... that's.
3: Very, Alison. By the way, um, I have had a remarkable week in growth. I mean, I'm this too shall pass, but that's the human condition. However, I have um, been I've been doing the the text or the workbook of Course in Miracles again, and um, by having a mantra like your your. Uh, Oh, my God, I'm the little brain. But, you know, like you saying your contract over and over again, me saying my lesson over and over again throughout the day has brought me so much clarity and so much just um, awareness of of how I navigate. And I don't, when I do see flaws or whatever, you know, things that, that um, I could possibly do in a different way, I'm not kicking my ass anymore like I used to. Um, It's just been a very eye-opening week. And one thing I've noticed about myself is it's very hard to be quiet and still for any length of time without a distraction. I put headphones on constantly to listen to music. Um, Just anything that I don't have to be in my own head. And so the practice of five minutes of no distraction, just prayer, has been a big challenge for me. And it's coming about. And I can be still for five minutes, which is a lot for me. So it's been a great week in that type of awareness.
0: That's really beautiful, Allison. I'm so
5: thrilled to hear you say that. It's really. And I can really, really remember when we first started. Uh, I'll put meditating, but it, it, being still, trying to be still. And I remember Whoa. five minutes seemed like an eternity. And I spent four of them figuring out what I would be doing if I weren't doing that. And, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then over
5: <laughs> over time, relaxing into it and and I remember reading somewhere that when you get good at meditation it becomes the best part of your day and it becomes the time when you prepare for everything else that follows and um, so um even though when we go on these trips I stop sitting quietly I did yesterday but uh, I I don't do it. And uh, it hasn't been something that's been easy for me to uh, integrate into these family times with grandkids who pop in through the door anytime they want. So um, I really rejoice with you in that quietness and being still and reciting the lessons. Like Jennifer said, her favorite is uh, love holds no grievances. Mm -hmm. And man, we can say that a million times a day. Uh, It's it is wonderful to have those things at your fingertips to interrupt the patterns that we've that I've learned over my lifetime of um, having other thoughts, just other thoughts that that aren't real. And what's real is that love holds no grievances. What's real is God goes with us wherever we go. That's
3: the one I have today. <laughs> that's, <it. laughs> that's my that's my lesson today, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is yeah. so helpful. Um, it's just been such a blessing and I don't know, whatever, like clinically if I may be whatever, but I've always been such a spaz and uh, not to be that spaz is very very nice Um, so yeah, I I thank you for uh, being in that blessing with me and and rejoicing because it is, it's a big big victory in the spirit
1: realm for me. I would add that uh, having those lessons or your contract closely in your mind is so helpful when when the divine alarm clock goes off and, you know, I might, I think this morning I've said a bunch of times, I don't know anything, you know, rather than to try to make a judgment or think that I can figure out somebody else's stuff, you know, it's like, I don't know anything. And I give all of the meaning, everything, all the meaning that it has and God is in my life, God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. I and mean, those things just pop up at the right time to help uh, move through the temptation to judgment and separation. So that's, a that's I think, also a really important part of the practice.
6: Absolutely. Has anybody felt drawn to using
0: uh any of the flames while sitting? Was that for, I'm sorry, Bojana, was that for me?
6: Anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, uh, Allison, yeah, I guess I was a too. Have yeah, you too. Always... Yeah,
3: Bojana, actually I have been and um, I start with, I've just been starting with like the first flame, the will of God and, and um, yeah, so I have been incorporating them into my my prayers uh not as a so much a meditation but as a reading for now, and it's yeah it's been it's been really good.
6: I started with the pink flame of love, and I have found that to be so helpful. I'm working more with the violet flame now as stuff just keeps tumbling out. God Almighty. But the pink flame is so easy. There is no, for me, there was no connotation. The will of God still brings up some ripples, some nuances of, do I really want the will of God? Are you sure? Mm. Um, But with divine love, it's easy to see yourself in a pillar of pink light, at least three feet in, uh, in diameter out around you. Just pink light and watch what happens. Just let it saturate you. You know, like you go to the beach and you lie down and you let the sun warm you up? Well, instead of that golden sun color, make it a pink-hued some and see what happens. John, I think
1: it's interesting uh, different rays. I mean, my experience is that I just love this uh, green uh, fifth ray of, for healing. And uh, without even uh, paying attention to the word, I just enjoy looking at it so much. So <laughs> that's that's the one that I've just, that just, as I looked at them, that just attracted me and I'm we'll open the book and just look at that and behold that uh, that ray of healing it's very helpful
6: isn't that wonderful how we are drawn you have probably come on that ray in this life
0: mm-hmm. uh
6: where there is that 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 lovability sense that attraction there is something very special there how wonderful
3: I have a question for you guys um I know that I have had a uh, I've realized through working the course and what all the things that we're doing that I definitely know that I'm afraid of God on some level um certainly unconsciously but I have it has come up that there is a conscious awareness that I have a fear of God. And I was just
0: wondering what uh your guys' experience has been with that. I've been
6: working with that recently, Allison. In in by since I've started sitting with my heart and since I am made in the image of God while I was sitting in the dumpster I said to myself, well, I'm made in the image of God, but I really don't spend much time with my Creator. So how the hell can I know myself if I don't spend any time with the Source? And I say to myself, God loves me unconditionally. No is, buts, ands, ors. So there's nothing to be afraid. So how wonderful is that? And I'll just sit down. And stay in the presence.
0: Just say, here I am,
6: God, here I am, my creator.
0: I'm glad you're so terrific. And there
6: is is an instantaneous response to that. But I hasten to add that a number of years ago, The first time I really, in my home, said, Okay, I'm going to sit down with God. I sat down on the floor. I had a cigarette and a drink in my hand. Something in me felt that it needed uh, some,
0: some support, something. But God does not charge doesn't want anything, doesn't need anything from us.
6: How wonderful is that? We don't think, at least I don't think often enough about how cool God is.
0: (laughs) I have recently. Just to stop for a moment and become aware That God's love, infinite love, mercy, compassion, healing, is being streamed
6: at me all the time. If it weren't, I would disappear. My consciousness would disappear. And so my practice today has been to say to myself, I woke up with it, God's Bojema. God,
0: Oshama. Allison, This is Karen. I I think that is a terrific question. I I
5: that's a such a great question. Uh and um when you said that I remember um that uh the word God became synonymous with father and so those two things got commingled for me. Uh and and You know, being raised Catholic, we have, you know, the Holy Mother and, the you know, and of course, as a child, you can't help, I could not help confusing my own parents with, you know, God the Father and Mother Mary and all that. Uh, So when I came to A Course in Miracles, it was absolutely clear to me that um, uh, I was going to have the opportunity to to learn a new meaning for god word for the meaning of the word god and forgiveness and salvation and atonement all those words in the course of miracles <clears throat> really took on a whole new meaning that brought me peace and uh and I have found for myself Um, that uh, the word God just still carries that masculine energy. So for me, I have found it to be extremely helpful to talk about the I am that I am. And I like that Jennifer introduced that concept because it takes away the gender and it, for me, just becomes inclusive, I am that I am and um, the energy of love and compassion and kindness and all those, the white light. And I've really taken the gender out of it. And with that, for me, has been removed all the um, uncertainty I had with, you know, the male gender God. That's very good. Because
3: as a Catholic also, yes, that's what kind of came, how it kind of came about, was that masculine feeling and... It just got me on like, you know what you haven't really lost that uh damnation thing, mm-hmm. so that's uh that's a good, yeah, I love the whole the whole image of uh white light and using different uh words for the same thing,
0: mhm mm-hmm.
1: oh, the...
2: okay, go ahead,
1: I said, I just had a couple of quick things that, that have helped me with that issue of being proofful of God and uh when Karen and I met at free university, we were going to get married, and she was Catholic, and I was Protestant, so we had to go to the Catholic priest. And he was a—he was the campus priest, a very kind of cool guy. So I said, that he, he he said, well, son, do you have any questions you want to ask me? And I said, yeah, I have one, Father. Uh, I said, do you believe in hell? And he looked at me, and he said, well, son, he said, uh, I believe in hell. I don't think there's anyone there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then I said, that was <laughs> great kind of wink-of-the-eye message from a priest, and then uh, I, we came to Oklahoma City, became Methodist, and we encountered our, our our pastor there who said, you know, I don't believe in original sin, I believe in original goodness, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so I have had those encounters, and then I, a couple of weeks ago, I think I shared about the spiritual guy I had once that created this visual imagery of this bench, which John, was nice enough to send me another image, where I could just sit and wait for God or Jesus to come and sit on the bench with me and just be present. So I had the blessing of some of those, some of those images, and even from the traditional religious leaders, kind of a wink of the eye, saying, "Yeah, uh, I think there's hell, but I don't think there's anybody there." So it's like, really, son, I'm, we might say all this in religion, but it's really cool, you know. So I'm, I'm grateful for those experiences. That's so awesome.
6: I remember how startled years ago when my son first used the word creator instead of God.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: And then I had just uh, a few minutes ago, I had the most uncomfortable ripple go through me uh, when Karen, you, are, you, I believe, were speaking about the
0: father image, and I, so help me. There is a part of me that said, yeah, I made
6: my father God. My earthly father God. I better take him down from that, uh, from that podium, from that, uh,
0: Place. After all these years, that that thought would still arise. How powerful that was. That was really hard to say. Thank you, Virginia. I wanted
2: to add, um, Allison, I appreciate this question and I can tie it back to Karen, like the observation of people being so connected to technology or distracted by, I almost feel that we do that because we're afraid to be in our own presence and if our presence is connected completely with God and we are one. It's like we're afraid to be alone with ourselves, we're afraid to know ourselves as God it feels somehow scary. or And for me, like right now, more like living alone, I feel at night, I feel there's a sense of loneliness, or so I definitely distract myself with things. Um, and maybe if I live with other people, I would distract myself with their presence and conversation or so I don't feel alone. Um, but I almost feel like it's that... Fear of being quiet, it seems like resistance, it seems like we're too busy, but I almost feel like I'm afraid to be with myself and to know myself as God.
6: Mm-hmm. How perceptive. That's my experience, Angela. Absolutely.
3: That's my experience. Yeah.
6: I know when I'm in my heart I never feel lonely or alone.
0: Yeah, I was thinking I appreciate what you just said,
4: Bozena. When I um when I go to India the technology doesn't work so I have no technology and um what I was thinking how peaceful I feel there. But what it really is, is I'm mostly in my heart. So I really appreciate you saying that, Bojena. Because when I am in my heart, there's nothing I need or want. And I just feel completely full.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And I can touch into that here as well. I don't have to be somewhere else. or um... Yeah,
6: that's why connecting with the heart is yeah. so rewarding.
0: So rewarding. Uh, This is Karen.
5: I think Rich may have shared that he and I have been doing um, some couples work with an IFS uh, therapist, IFS being Internal Family Systems. And to me, uh, that um, approach is so synchronous with A Course in Miracles. And uh, so relating to what you were saying, Angela, about um, that fear, um, one of the things that... um, our therapist, who's also a student, of course, in Miracles, <laughs> um, but the guidance there was when I feel fear, and this has been very helpful for me because I have this, I well, I don't have it now, but I was having this fear of aging. Um, I'll be 67 this week. and um, So this is a whole new territory for me. And as part of that therapy, one of the things that um, we've been instructed to do is when we feel fear, um, and this is so so similar to Course in Miracles, but I think Rich used the term "do the U-turn." And what I'm asking myself is, there is a part of me that feels fear, and what is that part wanting to tell me? So I asked when I was feeling myself feeling fearful of aging, what is it that that part of me that is afraid of growing old wants to say to me? And what I listened to was that the frightened part said, "Oh, you're going to feel pain. You're going to feel separation. You're going to feel dementia. You're going to feel, you know, all of these things. The loss of running. The loss of this. Da da da. da. Anyway, all of that stuff." And so then I said, "Well, what is what is it that you want to tell me? What's the positive message?" And the positive message was, and this is the God part, to Age with grace and beauty and harmony and release, and that to to age beautifully. And when I listened to that frightened part and to the deeper message, then the fear went away, and it was like bringing the fear to light. And so, I find now when I feel myself feeling worried or frightened, instead of trying to quiet that voice, asking it, What is it you're trying to tell me? And when I
0: listen to it, then I release the fear. So i carrying this back to meditation and being still.
5: When I am making myself sit quietly and that other voice comes up, that part that says, oh, I've got this to do and that to do. I really need to get over with this meditation so I can move on with today. I'm asking my that part, to just relax back and to trust that I, my higher Holy Spirit self, will move through the day smoothly, easily, effortlessly, and with God, and all things will unfold better than I can expect.
0: So great.
6: That's a wonderful recognition. One of the things, if you look in the, the book, in the flames, in the uh, third flame of divine love, uh, there is a section about maintaining our beauty. And I didn't pay too much attention to that in the beginning, although I'm willing once in a while to say, oh, maybe I need time. I'm, I'm 67 already. So maybe I need a new cream. Maybe it's time to take care of my face and experiment with a new cream. But but instead, I started experimenting with the pink flame. which says to lie down three times a day for five minutes and allow the pink flame to wash over you and to saturate you. And I would like to read from this little book on daily medications what it says. Spoken by the Archangel the adoration flame is practical it is one of the most practical activities that can be generated because it is an actual treatment of the feelings as well as of the mind and an actual and now comes caps
0: therapy to the flesh And I have to say, after doing it two or three times, I can feel it. So, whose,
6: whose uh, expectations, to whose expectations are we subscribing? The world's about what aging should look
0: like, or to spirit?
6: Spirit's answer is very different. I never, ever, ever pass on jokes about aging.
0: Never. And now even more never. (laughs) Especially now. It builds an expectation. We don't have to go there. what is the little book? It's not the... It's
4: a different book than what we've been reading, right? Yes.
6: Yeah. Uh, I think
4: you've talked about it before, but could you repeat its I, name?
6: I have posted it. It's a list... Okay,
4: of... that's fine. I can go look it up.
6: No, no. It's okay. daily, daily Meditation. Yep. And it is printed by the Ascended Master Teaching Foundation.
4: Okay, thank you.
6: I have found that to be the most fantastic nourishment ever. And I say to myself, I will stay with one little prayer, maybe ten lines, and taste each word and allow me to feed myself, to feel it. And if I do nothing else, now I understand it's quality, not quantity. If I ingest one tiny little
0: prayer with everything it is meant to give
6: me, with every nuance, with, with every healing word, then I've done more for myself than if I've spoken five or six.
1: I was just looking at the uh, Flames book on the third it's hanging up on page 72, this is probably what Bajana is talking about. Tips for regaining your natural beauty, youthfulness and immortality.
6: La voila, there it is.
1: There it is. <laughs>
6: <laughs> By the way, that applies to men equally.
1: Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm sure. We're all one.
0: Hi. Hi, Natalie.
7: Hi, Hi. Is, uh, I have been here all, all along, but I but I didn't speak anyway. Uh, I just want to share one little thing uh, about the fears that you might have in the in the yeah in any situation because I I I also think that it's I mean I feel that it's a bit of the lack of Faith or trust, and I, I feel that myself always, and sometimes I, I really try to just be all in and try to trust what is happening. And the way I do it is not is not uh, sit down or or just be with myself only, because sometimes it's like if you are sitting with myself uh, of um it will be disconnected with the outside world. And of course, there is and actually there is a sort of a security, not a false security there because I, I I really don't need to connect to others. But the thing that will cause me most fear is actually what is happening outside. Therefore, sometimes I would, I, I would try going out, maybe I'll just go out home, but without thinking anything, but just go out and then try to sort of connect with, my inner self and see what happens without making any decisions on what am I going out for or like wandering outside. But it can be, and sometimes I will find myself blaming blaming my my so so called intuition that oh why did why in that case why did my intuition remind me to bring my keys something like that because I I already gone out without thinking one thing so I never planned how to go out and maybe I will forget my phone. And maybe I will forget my keys, and maybe I forget something that I should have thought out. But that is a really good practice on really trusting what is happening. And I I hope I say it clearly, but I just think that it might be another way.
6: How wonderful, Natalie. That really is putting yourself in the flow.
7: Yeah, so that is that is actually fearful, but that allows me to just just at least try a little bit of time, but but maybe it it can be a good experience.
6: How many of us have done that? Go out without any any purpose, just allowing our feet to carry us wherever they would.
2: It's sort of like a different type of vipassana. <laughs>
6: yeah. How was the class?
2: The The yoga class or
6: the yoga class?
2: Oh, it was um amazing actually. Um It went well and uh I got to see the difference between my mind anticipating something and then my being um, um, flowing with inspiration. So I was a little anxious beforehand because of the way I was thinking about it in my mind, because I was worried to forget something. But when I was when I arrived, and Jennifer's words really helped me to to set my aspiration to be a blessing. And then I added to set my aspiration just to fully to be fully present to show up fully. And then I feel like that's what I experienced. So it was a really great opportunity for me to see the difference of holding something in my mind um, from the point of view of not wanting to make a mistake to just showing up and letting it be and learn from it, it was so liberating.
6: <laughs> Fantastic. Trust instead of fear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thank you for asking. That's a a beautiful pearl to carry
5: uh, away from this call, Angela, the idea to be a blessing rather than to uh, be seeking, you know, to perform or to give to get or anything else, to just show up, be a blessing and...
0: Harvest learning. Mm -hmm. The course, the part in the course
5: that says I'm here to be truly helpful, I'm Mm -hmm. here to represent him who sent me, Mm -hmm. I say that a lot, and I find that to be very helpful when I'm feeling fear. I don't have to worry about what I say or do, because he who sent me will
0: Mm -hmm. take care of it all.
2: Yeah, and even to observe myself because I felt it was a big moment that I went home beforehand, I I meditated, I drank some calming tea, I cleansed, I took a shower, and I thought, well, if I would do this for my day, you know, if I did this <laughs> for everything, if I took it everything with this much much intention.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You
2: know how different if if I went into everything saying that and went into everything as if I was preparing to be a blessing. Mhm then um, the whole life experience can shift. And that just came to me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds inspired. Like, wow. Okay. Another blessing. There is a lesson in the course that that encourages us to, as part of the daily practice, to, uh, at at the beginning of every hour, to um, give thanks for everything before, to let go of anything that distracted or created fear, and then to prepare for the next hour. And, you know, I think that that seems so like, oh, come on, how am I going to do this every hour? I'm having trouble doing five minutes. But now it begins to feel much more like wow, that is exactly how I want to be, and uh, clear the space to do it, mm. to bring inspiration into every hour.
2: It's like hitting the refresh button on the computer.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a perfect analogy. <laughs> well, you know, maybe this is the, this is the circle of, of the technology. technology. <laughs> yeah,
5: there's the delete button. I'll delete all grievances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the memory of all grievances, the activation of all grievances.
2: Oh, yeah. Cleaning the
5: cookies.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the undo button. Hit the undo.
2: Cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs>
0: hmm. Undo, delete, and refresh. <laughs> yeah, and clear the history the shift button. Oh,
5: <laughs> the shift is to choose again. <laughs>
0: Make the shift from fear to love. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to thank you all. This has really helped
5: me understand technology in <laughs> a whole new way.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa. It must be being used for its holy purpose. hmm
2: Because zooming in and out is another concept that I'm trying to teach my students. They do it constantly on technology, but to zoom out and look at a big picture and zoom in. And then I use my fingers like you would on an iPad, you know, but that concept Mm -hmm.
0: um, to put things in perspective. It's a good thing to do with feelings. Mm. Well, guys, we have to shut down. <laughs> so we
5: can shift from the visible to the invisible, which is where yeah. I carry you all in my heart moment yeah. by moment and day by day.
1: You, you, keep, you keep the program running in the background.
2: Yes, keep it in the
5: cloud.
0: you guys are killing me it's too much
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay you guys I'm hanging out Uh, I gotta go I'm getting in
0: the car I love you all and I'll see you soon love you Allison love you Allison bye Bye. bye okay who would like to pray this is Karen I'll pray Okay. love the I am
5: that I am the creative force the one who brings us all together and never ever leaves us we give thanks For this bond that we share today, for this coming together in form to share, support, laugh, love, and live, of course, miracles together. We give gratitude for the openness and the authenticity of this group, their willingness to be vulnerable with one another and to share. We give thanks for Angela facilitating and being there for us. We give thanks for everybody's willingness, both in the visible and in the invisible, to continue this opportunity to release all fear and all ego-based thoughts, words, actions, to replace them with what is real. We give thanks for Jennifer. We give thanks for... Master for Living, and for all of our partners, past, present, and yet to come, who are supporting our awakening. We release all resistance, all judgments and opinions. We release those things that are blocking our awareness to the light and love that is always present to us in every moment, in every way. And as we do this, we feel ourselves feel ourselves and see ourselves covered with Bojena's pink light. And we take the gift that each person brings to this call, the laughter, the love, the sharing. And then we take from this call and share the benefits with everyone that we meet. And we give thanks
0: in grace and gratitude.
6: Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Have a great week, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a
0: it's great, great call.
4: Yep. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.